Blog Talk Radio. I honestly believe there's a lot of power in... How many times have you been told you can do anything you put your mind to? What if I told you that you can be, do, and have everything you want in life? Through the power of the law of attraction, you can. Everything that happens in our lives, we create, whether we realize it or not. Most of us don't realize we have this power, which is why we live in a world full of people who are unsatisfied with their life situation, fearful of people who are unlike them, and fed up with the state of the world in general. Tonight, we're going to discuss the law of attraction, how it works, and how we are all getting what we are getting. So grab a snack and a drink and settle in for two hours. I honestly believe there's a lot of power in manifesting our life experience. What you think about, you bring about. It sounds kind of crazy. I'll be real honest. The law of attraction is a law of physics. It works whether you believe it's working or know it's working in your life or not. Oftentimes, and I think that this is what happens in our world a lot, is that people, instead of focusing on what they want in their life and what is going to make them happy in their life, they focus on the lack of what they want. They focus on the fact that they don't have what they want. The law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. I am that which I am. A changing thing indeed. And while I am that which I am, I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. There is power in each of us being who we are sharing our authentic selves, even when we think we're going to get scrutinized, even when we think people might think we're crazy, this is where my hashtag call me crazy came from, because I'm okay with that. What I live for is why I'm a broadcaster, my dreams, my passion. You're sprightly, so you have a great personality. <laughs> Somebody who has a spark is sprightly. That's the law of attraction. How can we love the world into a better place? And that sounds very woo-woo to a lot of folks. And the law of allowing is this idea that my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And the reason that that works is because of the law of attraction. I get that there are going to be people who are like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> you have lost today of mine. And that's totally okay. It's Friday night. 8.30, welcome to Call Me Crazy on Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Kristen Casey and Jennifer, Jennifer Miracle-Best. Thanks, everyone, who tuned in last week. Thanks, Mike, for calling in from Florida. Uh, we had about uh, several handful of listeners, uh, actually, which was awesome. Thanks to uh, our great friend, Lynn, who has also tuned in. Her and her girlfriend tuned in. Uh, we had people in Norway <laughs> tuning in, which was Pretty outstanding that definitely uh, we were taken back by that. Um, so the number to call in is uh, 319-527. So I'm sorry, 929-477-3784. Again, that's 929-477-3784. Uh, take a second, go on to Facebook.com, um, like our page, Call Me Crazy, spread the word. Um, anybody who's interested, maybe you're kind of curious, maybe you're not quite sure what the, the law of attraction is or the universal laws are, um, spread the word and uh, help us put, put, this, uh, put this out there. You know, we're going to manifest our dreams into our reality. And uh, so take a second and actually take the next two hours and we're going to break down uh, the law of attraction for you. Yes. So we're excited to be back this week. Um, like Krista said, we had quite a few listeners for our first mm-hmm. show. We are very excited. Have lots of friends and family, but also some new friends that we yeah. <laughs> and they called in. Um, and we're listening, like you said, even listeners in Norway. So we're excited to be on Blog Talk. This is Power of Blog Talk Radio, I suppose. Yeah, international. Yeah, power of Blog Talk. 
Um, so we're super excited for our second show, and um, last week we kind of filled you in on our backgrounds and how we know each other and how we kind of came up with this idea of Call Me Crazy for this radio show. Um, and so this week we are going to do uh, kind of a Law of Attraction 101, Crash Course in Law of Attraction, um, because what I know I have found is as I've talked with people about different experiences, like we'll be having a conversation about something that clearly um, reflects the law of attraction, and I'll ask them, you know, do you know about the law of attraction? And they'll say, no, what's that? Even though the experience they're having was very clearly an experience of, of the law of attraction. So, um, so one of the things I wanted to make sure that we said before we go any further is that we are not – experts on the law of attraction. <laughs> we are, you know, just folks who had discovered law of attraction a couple of years ago. I learned about it, and then Kristen and I kind of started talking about it a year or two after that. Yeah, um, I really started dabbling into it when we got together on the C-Spot. You told me, hey, watch The Secret. I started watching The Secret. Um, we had multiple conversations about it throughout our C-Spot shows. Yeah. And then recently is when I really started to be more aware and conscious of not only practicing the law of attraction, but the law of allowing the law of deliberate creation. Yeah. So um, so we're excited because for us, it has really made a difference in our, li- difference mm-hmm. in our lives. And um, I, I shared a little bit last week about how, for me, the law of allowing was a really powerful concept to think about how we do the work in the world of um, social justice, really, and um, get, kind of getting beyond our differences. And so so that's our disclaimer. We are not experts, but <laughs> we are kind of, what do they say, armchair scientists, armchair law of attraction people um, <laughs> sure. who are kind of trying it out, talking about it, and we just think it's really awesome and we feel like everybody in the world should know about it. And so we thought, what a better way to kind of help share it with people than to do a radio show, which was something we love doing anyway, mm-hmm. and something we, you know, this is something we talk about even when we hang out, even when we were working on building this show. I remember saying, like, we need to save these conversations for yes. when we actually go live because we would get deep into the conversation um, about law of attraction. I'm like, oh, I wish that was on the yeah, air. Like, oh, we should have recorded our meeting yeah. while we were building, con- you know, concepts and content for the show. And now we just have to revisit those conversations. That's right. <laughs> that is right. So the whole purpose of Call Me Crazy is basically to help share the law of attraction, um, to help people raise their consciousness and awareness that we each have the power within us to create our own life experience, which in my mind also says that because we have the power to create our own life experience, we essentially have the power to change the world because our lived experiences kind of intersect and interact with each other. Um, And so it's within our power to make things better. And oftentimes I feel like we get stuck in this place of the world is crazy. The world sucks. People are evil. (laughs) Why are people so hateful? Um, I can't change anything about my life. I'm waiting for God to create this path for me or God has a special path for me. Little do does that person know or anybody else know that you are on your are on your own path and what goes on in your life and around your life you create and you bring into your life and kind of co-create. So we're going to talk yes. about that because you might have just hit on a real controversial thing. But <laughs> um, we're going to talk about that um, because a lot of folks, I think, some of the objections about law of attraction is that they don't believe that, you know, um, that they have control of their own life, that everything's in God's hands. And I do not disagree with that. And we're going to talk a little bit about how this intersects later in the show. So um, so first tonight, we're going to kind of talk about 
three different areas. I'm going to start with a really um, like a, an introduction about what the law of attraction is, um, what exactly it means, kind of how you can recognize it in the world. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about how to use it. Um, next week's show will be about the law of deliberate creation, which is also how to use the law of, uh, the law of attraction. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of like for lack of a better way to put it, operating the law of attraction <laughs> and kind of managing it. Whereas next week's show, which will be about the law of deliberate creation, will be more about how to intentionally use the law of attraction and how to leverage that to manifest things in your life. So this show is really focusing more on like, how does the law of attraction work, whether you're aware of it or not? Um, and how do we, you know, how do we become more aware of it? How do we get in tune with it? That kind of thing. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about some of the objections and some of the conversations we've had with people who have been, you know, uncomfortable talking about it and why we think that is and things like that. So with that, um, I will start by kind of mentioning that the sources that we've been using for all of our information has primarily for me been through um, Abraham Hicks. Um, who I think we also talked about on last week's show, um, and The Secret, which are two separate sources. Um, the Secret was my first introduction to the Law of Attraction. It was a, it's both a book and a DVD. I watched the DVD, um, and it's a really great uh, resource if you're just learning about the Law of Attraction or have never heard of it or want to learn more about it. It's, it's probably less than a two-hour. It might be a 90-minute 90 90 show, um, but it really gives you – a great in-depth understanding of the law of attraction and even some of the law of deliberate creation in terms of how um, kind of touches on all three of the universal laws really uh, on a surface level, the law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, and the law of allowing. Um, and so, but the other, once I, once I had watched that DVD, um, I think, again, we mentioned last week, I went to a meetup that is created around the law of attraction here in Detroit. And it is, um, uh, the Billionaires Club, and they do a monthly meeting where they, you know, we get together and talk about the law of attraction, and that was where I was introduced to Abraham, Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is a non-physical um, being who is channeled through, uh, I'm sorry, Esther Hicks, and so um, that's where a lot of the information comes from that we share on the show and, the, and a lot of the information that comes from that I use to to understand the law of attraction and to practice the law of attraction. So um, before we get too deep into the introduction and kind of the definition of law of attraction, we already have a caller, it looks like. So we are going to uh, answer the call. Hello, this is Call Me Crazy with Jennifer and Kristen. Who, who, are, you call, who are you and where are you calling from? Hello? Hello? Hi. Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Nicole. This is Nicole. Where are you calling from? Hello. I'm Where calling, are you calling from? Um, um, Chicago. Hey, Nicole from Chicago. How'd you hear about us? Just out of curiosity. Um, I just tuned in to Blog Talk Radio, so that's how I and I was reading the um, description, and I was like, okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're glad cool. that you tuned in. Yeah. Have you any had Have you had any of your own experiences with the law of attraction? Nicole, we're having a really hard time hearing you. It sounds oh, like your mind is freaking out. 
Oh, there oh, we go. Oh, you created a vision board. All right. Done a vision board. So, and then I brought did my gratitude list for the beginning of the year. And awesome. that's it, basically. All right. That's great. That's a real good start. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say you made a vision board, uh, did a gratitude list. Um, definitely continue t- tuning in with us. And I'd be really curious to know what was on your vision board and throughout the year, what visions came to life for you? Like what on your vision board are you, you know, most looking forward to be successful? And, you know, you can kind of tell us your story and through the gratification, how your visions came to life, how they came to fruition. Um, Oh, well, uh, this is something I just like started in, um, the beginning of the year, and okay. um, I also um, noticed that um, when I was on Facebook, someone was saying that um, anything that happens good, no matter how small or big, you should put it in a jar, and then towards the end of the year, before you start the new year, you can open it up and read it. So that way yeah. you can be like, oh, I remember that. So I haven't That's done that yet. That's a great practice. I was actually just thinking about that last week because um, I had seen it on Facebook as well. And um, because oftentimes we think about it in the moment and we're grateful, but how powerful would it be to the end at the end of the year to kind of pull all of those out, right? And to to go into the next year on a really big, you know, high of gratitude. Um, because as we talked about, I don't know if you heard last week's show, but we talked a little bit about how gratitude um, helps to, you know, raise your vibration and to attract more of what you're, what you're wanting in your life. So that's an awesome thing to share. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know, or I'm so busy. I really don't have time to pick up on like what is actually, I see a little bit of it, but it's not anything where I can say, wow, okay, I'm really mm-hmm. noticing. It's a little, like a little glimpses, and I'll be like, okay, I see it, mm-hmm. I see that. That's my vision board, so I'm always like, okay. Like one of well, my vision I... boards is to, to um, go to a tropical vacation or trips. So uh-huh. when I see little things, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's coming. But it's yes. not where I can say, wow. That that's great. That that is awesome. It's great to to see it and to acknowledge. Like, yeah, that's that's coming. And it's kind of like we were talking before we went live tonight about, and we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks as we talk about like prepaving. Kind of what you're doing is prepaving for what you're drawing to you. So as you continue to see those clues of the things that you're wanting, it continues to um, kind of prepave the way for you. Um, and so so that's awesome. Well, we're really glad that you called in, Nicole. Was there anything else you wanted to say or any any other question you had? No, I just wanted to listen so I can get some ideas from you guys on how can I attract more. I've also been into, like, the, what is it, the feng shui, how to attract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The feng shui and then also the, um, oh, what was the other one, Um, feng shui. And it was on the tip. Um, listening to like um I think there's Diddy music like hurts and that kind oh, of yes, yes, yes. like clearing the, yes, right, yes. clearing the negative and how to attract more 
abundance. I kind of go on um, YouTube and kind of when I go to sleep, and I don't know if it's it's registering with me because I'll be so tired, so I just turn it on <laughs> and listen to it and fall asleep, and then I, when I wake up, it's over with. So <laughs> I don't know if I can. Yeah. If it's subconsciously in my mind or anything like that, but I do do that. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to talk about that. It's up here. I was going to talk about how we're all energy and how we all have a vibration. And so absolutely, I, I, I believe that when you are sleeping, even though you're not consciously hearing it, you're, that vibration is communicating with your body and your subconscious. So um, I think you should keep doing that. <laughs> So, but thanks so much, Nicole, for calling in. I hope you'll continue to tune in. We're on every Friday night from 8.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, and you'll be able to catch our podcast afterward if you miss our show. But we appreciate you calling in and hope you have a good night. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. We do have another caller on the line, so we're going to pick that up right quick. Hello, you're on with Kristen and Jennifer on Call Me Crazy on Blog Talk Radio. What is your name and where are you from? Hi, this is Kate. I'm calling from Florida. Hey, Kay, you said? Hi. Hey, this is Kay from Florida. Kate. Kate with a T. Thank you, Kate. Sorry about that. Kate, how did you you find us? I was scrolling, and there you were. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I love it. Definitely put the smile on my face. Um... I had a very, like, tiresome, like, frustrating day, and I kind of came into this not knowing how I was going to, you know, feel about doing a show, even though it's my passion. And, like, we had a caller from Chicago, and I got a caller from Florida, so I can already feel my <laughs> vibration rising <laughs> tremendously right now. Like, my heart is just booming out of my chest. Oh. So, so what, what, uh, what made you give us a call tonight? I'm always ready to expand my knowledge and gain new information and insights. So repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah, that's true. It's it, uh, it's always good to uh, hear it all again, right? <laughs> so are you familiar yeah. with the law of attraction? I am. I, I what What I'm focusing on right now is how to um, intention our focus more purposefully. Mm-hmm. Right, because one of the things we're going to talk about in a little bit is here is about how most of us are, are creating by default, right? Because we are, the law of attraction is always working whether we realize it or not, whether we believe it is or not. Um, and so yeah. oftentimes they are kind of creating by default. So when you realize that you have the law of attraction working with you, then you can, like you said, be more intentional and be more focused on bringing into your life what you're desiring. So that's awesome. Any tools that you have for that, I am, again, always open to learning more and increasing the volume. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, and we're going to talk a lot about it next week. Because next week we're going to focus um, more on the law of deliberate creation, um, which is basically, um, you know, with these universal laws, it helps to understand the law of attraction first because you kind of really have to understand how the law of attraction works to be able to use the law of deliberate creation 
to create in your life. So we are doing kind of the 101 tonight on the law of attraction. Next week we'll kind of be building on that information and talking about the law of deliberate creation. So definitely um, keep tuning in, keep building on it. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kate. Have a good evening. You too. All righty. So really quickly, what I want to do um, is uh, give you a quick definition of the law of attraction. Um, and then we, it looks like we do have another caller, and we're going to take that call next. So, um, so the basic definition of the law of attraction I took from the basic teachings of Abraham. Um, and so what they say is that which is, on, that which is like unto itself is drawn. And they say that the law of attraction is the most powerful law in the universe. Um, and its understanding is essential to creating a life that you love before you can really implement the other two laws, like I just mentioned to Kate, before you can implement the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing, you really have to understand why it works. And that's because of the law of attraction. So um, the idea is that like things are attracted to like things, right? Whether it's thoughts, words, actions, people, um, And so an example that Abraham gives of a reflection of us acknowledging the law of attraction, whether we know we're acknowledging the law of attraction or not, is birds of a feather flock together, right? Most of us have heard that expression. Um, Or another good example of us, you know, acknowledging or it being the law of attraction being reflected in our lives is how many times have you maybe gotten up one morning and just really felt like you got up on the wrong side of the bed? Like you, you stubbed your toe getting out of bed, you get in the shower and you drop the soap. You have no hot water. You have no hot water. Out. Right. You brush your teeth and you drop toothpaste on your shirt. And it's just like one thing after the next, right? And by the end of the day, you're kind of like, I should have just gone back to bed, right? So that is a, an, another example of kind of that energy because when you stub your toe coming out of the bed, it's hard to get your mind off of that, especially if your toe really, really hurts, right? So then you're focused on like, oh, that's terrible. And then you continue to kind of, attract that energy um and you know you're breaking nail yeah next thing you know, you're breaking nail so um basically we are magnets attracting to ourselves that which we're thinking and feeling about so we're our own you know we create our own reality um and so it's really interesting because as we get to the law of deliberate creation next week we'll talk a little bit more about this but um and we're going to talk a little bit more about it actually tonight too but um it's both about your thoughts and your feelings. So the things you think about, when you focus on the positive, you're more likely to create positive things happening in your life. When something bad happens, it is usually a result of negative thinking or worrying. Or And, and sometimes people don't think of worrying as negative thinking, right? Because we think negative thinking is like, oh, this is terrible, I hate it, or we're complaining, or in a really negative place. Whereas people consider worrying, sometimes they don't see that as negative thinking because it feels like, well, it's, it's with good intention, right? Like I'm worrying about my kids because they're out at late and I don't know if they're going to be okay, you know, or I'm worried about my finances um, with the intention that I want everything to be okay. But ultimately, you're, you're, either, you're either in a place of fear or you're in a place of love, right? Um, and so how we monitor what we're thinking and, and what direction we're thinking is through our emotions. So um, with that, I'm going to take uh, uh, the next caller because we've got a couple people waiting now. So let's answer this call. 
Hello, you're on Call Me Crazy on Blog Talk Radio with Jennifer Miracle Bass and Kristen Casey. What is your name and where are you calling from? Are you there? I know. I know you're going on hold for a while, and it's okay. You can call back in, uh, 929-477-3784. I guess we'll just roll in and take the next caller. Hello, you're on Call Me Crazy on Blog Talk Radio with Jennifer and Kristen. What is your name and where are you calling from? Looks like maybe they're gone too. I know. That's okay. That's, That's okay. Right. Call back That's in. Right. We're still here. We're still listening. So. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Anybody there? They no? were. I think they were. But we. Okay. If we if we just talk on about you last caller, we apologize because it sounded like you were not there. So give us a call back if you need to. 929 477 3784. So, as I was saying before, the basic definition is that which is like unto itself is drawn. The idea is that our thoughts and our um, energy attracts like thoughts and energy. So um, one of the things that uh, people often ask is, you know, how am I supposed to manage all my thoughts, right? Or one of the things Abraham talks about is that we have so many thoughts. Our brain is such a miraculous organ, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can have a million thoughts um, so quickly. And so it becomes a lot of, it would be a lot of work to try to manage the thoughts that are going through our mind. And if we were trying to manage the thoughts that we were having, we probably wouldn't be able to have the thoughts because we'd be so busy trying to manage them, right? So Abraham explains that, Um, you know, they talk about how we have a physical body, right? Everybody has a physical body and everybody has a non-physical part of them. Um, Some people call it their soul or your spirit or your higher self or your inner you. Um, Your aura? No, that's different. Yeah. Um, But there's lots of different terminology for it, but essentially um, there is a non-physical part of you that coexists with your physical body. Um, And so one of the things that I think is interesting that Abraham often talks about is how, you know, most people understand and and or believe that there's a non-physical part of us like that has happened in the past. And lots of people like to believe or at least hope that there is a non-physical part of us that happens in the future, that there is something after this physical Mm -hmm. life experience. Um, but But what a lot of folks don't necessarily recognized, and I really didn't until, not consciously, until I listened to Abraham, was that there is a non-physical part of us, our consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever been with anyone I, when they've passed away, it's very clear that there's a soul, there's a spirit, there's like there's a, a being that leaves the body. Um, and so that inner you, that higher self, that soul, spirit, whatever language you like to use, Mm -hmm. um, had an idea about what they were coming into this, what we were coming into this physical experience to be about, like what we were coming in to do, what we were coming in to be. And so before we came into this physical, physical experience, there was this agreement that because we couldn't monitor every thought that went through our mind, we would be given a guidance system, which was our emotions. So our emotions to whether or not our thoughts, our words, our actions were aligning with what it was that we came to be or do. And so those emotions, you either have bad emotions or you have good emotions. And so the agreement was that when you're doing something that does not align with your purpose, 
with what your higher self is wanting that you would be offered bad emotions. And bad emotions are lots of different things, right? They're everything from sadness to anger to frustration, all of those things, right? But when you're doing something that aligns with your purpose and what your higher self wants, then you're offered good emotion, which, again, is a, a wide range of, of emotions, right? It's love, it's joy, it's laughter, it's, um, you know, excitement, exuberance, those kinds of things. And so that is the guidance system that we are offered to help us to know if we are creating in the direction of what we are wanting or if we're creating in the direction of what we are not wanting. Um, and so that is kind of a little bit about in terms of like operating the law of attraction, right? Managing the law of attraction, understanding it in our body. Um, and, you know, sometimes we have feelings that we don't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we might feel a particular way. And so that's our inner you, that's our, our higher self, our soul kind of communicating with us about what it is we're doing in the world. So it looks like we may have another caller. I don't, it may be the person calling back that we lost earlier. So um, let's grab this call. Right. Hello, you're on Blog Talk Radio, Call Me Crazy with Jennifer Miracle Best and Kristen Casey. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Kate. And when you unmute me, I'm being disconnected. So I'm calling back to listen. Oh, sorry. Okay. We'll we'll move you. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Ah, okay. So there's the trick. Still trying to navigate through Block Talk Radio a little bit. (laughs) Yes. I was wondering if maybe we see everybody who calls in to listen that way. It could be that way. But then we don't know who wants to talk to us and who doesn't. Yeah. So if if you're just calling in to listen, just say, hey. Um, I dialed in to be able to listen. Just like Kate did. Yes, exactly. And then we'll put you back on mute. So that's cool. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but we're glad you're listening, Kate. Yeah, we're glad yeah. that you're um, back in. And we're sorry we disconnected you. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so you're talking about, um, you know, your physical being and your non-physical being and how the agreement was kind of when we came into this life experience that we'd be offered this emotion to help mm-hmm. guide us in the direction of what it is that we're wanting. So ideally when we're on our path of what we came into this world to be and to do, everything feels good. Like things mm-hmm. feel like unstoppable. Yeah. They feel like just full force ahead. Nothing. You're untouchable. Nothing can get in your way. I, I know like that. it shouldn't feel hard. Things should not feel very yeah, feel You don't feel that resistance. Right. And yeah. Yeah. You don't feel that resistance. You just, you're just walking around feeling good, looking good, smelling good. <laughs> like, you're going to seize the day and just conquer it, and you're just going to handle every obstacle and situation that comes your way with a breeze. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no one is going to rain on your parade. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's a hard place to be, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our higher self knows that that's what we want. It is. But our physical okay. self and our physical brain, sometimes really it's in the way. Um, so you're saying sometimes we become our own worst enemy? Yes. And we don't even realize it? Yeah. Remember Mike was talking about that last week. Yeah. The guy that called in, the other caller from Florida, he called mm-hmm. in and was talking about how his wife used to tell him you're your own worst enemy because he'd get up out of bed and say, oh, this day sucks, you know, or this is going to be a terrible day. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, it would be. And then when he started practicing, you know, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to, I'm going to get up and I'm going to say it's going to be a great day. And, and so that's the interesting thing, though, is that and we've talked about this. Um, and this gets a little bit into the law of deliberate creation, but it's very hard to, yeah, everything kind of goes so hand in hand that it's almost hard to like differentiate between them. But um, 
the idea is that, you know, getting at that idea about us all being energy, right? And, and um, I think it was Nicole who called earlier was talking about how she listens to um, some uh, frequency music on YouTube yeah. before she goes to bed. And, um, you know, the idea is that we are all energy and we all have a frequency, we all have a vibration. And so, um, again, when we came into this lived experience, it said that this is like such a dense experience that, that our our vibration has to slow down tremendously to be in this physical realm. Um, and so then we have our own vibration and there's, um, there is this tool that is called, I'm going to forget what it's called. You know, the spiral with the, um, the emotions, the range of emotions. Remember that little card they gave us at the uh, billionaires club. It's, it's a really great tool that I actually, um, was keeping in my purse for a while. But. Right, so when you're in the middle and you notice you're starting to go one way or yes. the next, yes. whether it's negative emotions or positive emotions. Yes. I've seen this a few times on Facebook where it'll be a word, a word, a word, a word, a word, and depending on whether you read it from top to bottom or from bottom to top, will either raise your vibration or mm-hmm. lower your vibration. Right. Right. And interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that's a tool that, again, we got through this meetup group. But the idea is that um, every day, you know, we're, we, we have a vibration. And you can feel it, right? Like you can feel when you wake up one morning and just feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can wake up one morning and just be in a really great mood. And oh, that, yeah. I mean, for, for, example, <laughs> for example, my fiance left for work this morning, and all I can remember is, thank gosh, it's Friday. Like, I just felt this huge relief <laughs> that it was Friday. And I had some frustrating situations at work yesterday. And so when I was in the shower this morning, obviously, like, I was going over them. And then, so I wasn't even to work yet, and I was already, like, put myself in this negative place. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledged myself that was doing it. Sometimes I do it because it's like if I don't, the next thing you know, I'm exploding at the wrong person at work in front mm-hmm. of everybody. So I almost feel like I have to, like, do this self, like, vent to myself <laughs> out loud mm-hmm. without anybody there. That way I've cleansed myself before I even get to yeah. work. And sometimes it helps and sometimes I, it doesn't sure. because then I got to work and it, Every time I turned around, it took me hours to do a project. It, it was like I was still getting this resistance from other people at work. I was getting resistance from customers. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm thinking back on it, I only have myself to blame for that because I started the day off before I even got to work, putting myself in this negative place, thinking about the negative stuff that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Even all in all, I still came out on top today, but... I came out on top, but it was such a fight to come out on top. Let me ask you this. When you were on your way to work and you were feeling like, oh, this is terribly, and you kind of vented to yourself, what did you, did you do anything after that before you went into work? Or did you just like get it out of your body and then you went into work? Yeah. But the whole way into work, my soul, my body, my limbs, everything about my body felt tired. Right. Like I didn't, it's interesting because I didn't feel tired for lack of sleep. I felt tired from lack of mental emotion mm-hmm. being exerted all the days prior to this just to get to the place that I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So the reason I asked that is because I was thinking about, um, 
you know, ways that you can raise your vibration. So when you feel like that, that's, that's an evident, like when you feel really low, like you can feel when you feel crappy, right? It doesn't, it's not rocket, it doesn't take, it's not rocket science, you know, when you feel bad and you know when you feel good. It doesn't hurt that everybody is sick around me. Right. But so if you're feeling bad, mm-hmm. um, there's different ways to raise your vibration. So for you, you were feeling like you need to just get it out of your system, or like I've got to let it go, I'm an event, oh, I'll get it out of my system. But then you kind of stayed in that same low, low vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So another, uh, to take that a step further, what might be worth trying is next time after you do the venting and get it all out of your system is do something to raise your vibration. So like we were talking about last week and then we were crowdsourcing on Facebook yep. about music, right? Yep. Music is a really, really great way mm-hmm. to raise your vibration in a quick, quick and easy, right? Especially in a situation like that where you're in your car, you're on your way to work, you really don't have time to like sit down and meditate for 20 minutes, right? But can't go work out. Right, right. Can't go work out right now, but you need to shift that energy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to to do that. So, to, you know, having, whether it's having a CD in your car or, or you, you know, your whatever device you use to listen to music, but having like a pick-me-up playlist, right? We just recently, um, thank you to everybody on Facebook who helped with this. We, we cry, I kind of crowdsourced and asked for people's input about what song do you, what's your go-to song to get yourself out of a funk? Um, because it's really uh, an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. And part of it is like it makes you feel happy. And, and another part of it is the frequency of the music. And that yeah. gets it. That gets it. What um, Nicole, I think, was sharing earlier too is that there, there's actually on on YouTube there are um, some music, and probably on Pandora too, actually, that you can find that is around frequency. That there's actually a frequency of music that um, repairs DNA. Really? Like, yeah. It, it's amazing when that. you really start when you really start doing lots of research about. Um, the things that impact, because again, going back to this idea that we're all energy, mm-hmm. like we're all energy at the end of the day. So when you start really doing some research and exploring that, um, it's fascinating the things that uh, we can heal ourselves with, including sound. So, so yeah, so that would be a good good thing for you to try next time when you're feeling really low. Yeah. Um, and and that's one of the things they talk about with the law of attraction is being aware of how you're feeling, because when you're feeling like that you're going to be attracting other people in circumstances that feel like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you feel crappy, you don't want to be attracting everybody else who's feeling crappy like you because it's just going to be one big bunch of crap. Oh, it was. A lot of crap today. A lot of crap. So one of the things, music is a good one. The other thing that they talk about is meditation. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes for people, um, you know, if you've never done meditation, that sounds weird, right? It sounds really humana humana or like really woo-woo. Um, but that was one of the ways actually that Jerry and Esther Hicks connected with Abraham Hicks is through meditation. Mm -hmm. And so they thought it was weird too, initially when they were told to meditate. Um, but meditation is not as, as crazy or woo woo or like humana humana as people maybe sometimes think it is. It's just a matter of literally sitting quietly and focusing on your breathing. Well, that meditation it's all about the language. Some people meditate, some mm-hmm. people pray. Right. You know, because a lot of people, you say, oh, do you meditate? No. Like, where am I supposed to mm-hmm. sit? Stand there with my, sit down with my legs crossed <laughs> on a yoga mat. And, and that is one you way know, you can do it. Yes. Way, I can see people and already hear people have that dialogue with me. Absolutely. But then I say, well, do you pray? And they're like, yeah, all the time. Uh-huh. So how is that really any different you're you're praying you're in tune with your higher self you're in tune with 
the, the universe, God, yeah. the energy above you. Yeah. To me, meditating is, is the same way. And it, it helps a lot, especially at the end of the night. It allows me to cut the cords. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and just meditate to the golden path, yeah. which is phenomenal. And I notice that when I do it, the following day, everything just seems like a breeze. Like just easier. Uh-huh. Like instead of listening to the to the frequency music, which I'm going to start doing, mm-hmm. I would meditate before I would go to bed. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was like a cleansing of the soul, a cleansing mm-hmm. of the of the body and of the energy. And I would wake up the next day and I would feel like, you know, when they talk about getting back ties, like going in the water and coming <laughs> yeah. back up and you, just, you have a whole new profound feeling for the next day. That that helped at the end of the that helped for the end of the day going into the next day. Uh-huh. So you just woke up and you just you didn't even think about whether it's gonna be a good day or a bad day or stubbing your toe or breaking a nail or dropping breakfast on me and having to change your whole outfit. You just knew it was gonna be a good day because you meditated the night before. Well, and it's really interesting that you like to meditate at night because um, I think it's different for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And some people people often recommend that you meditate first thing in the morning, like as soon as you rise. For me, I am such a sleepyhead in the morning. Like, A, I have never been an early riser. I believe in being born in the afternoon. I figure I came into the world late. Like, I don't, I don't function well in the world. I think so. I think, maybe that's why you're always on Jennifer. I, I am. I, that's true. I'm, I'm no, really I don't think I knew that about you. Yes. So, well, that's interesting so for, me, for me, I, it was enough lately in the last like couple of months to try to get a workout routine mm-hmm. that I would get up at 4.30 in the morning and go Which work is, out. See, that's but like I the noticed, middle of the night for me. I, yeah. No. But I noticed that when I would meditate the night before and I would get up and I would work out and I already was starting my day out by working out, mm-hmm. it would, that set the tone. Mm-hmm. That set the yeah. tone, and I've noticed that since I stopped doing those things every day or every couple of days, it's dipping into that. Mm-hmm. It's making my vibration go yeah. lower and my frequency go lower. Mm-hmm. So um, There's something to that, for there sure. Is, there is for something sure. to that, yeah. See, for me, when I wake up, like I said, I, I'm not in early rise in the first place, mm-hmm. and when I get up, I'm still kind of sleepy-headed, and I, I promise you if I sat down and tried to meditate, I would fall directly back to sleep. <laughs> So for me, um, I'm a, more of a middle-of-the-day kind of mm-hmm. meditation person. I sometimes will meditate at night before I go to bed. But, but going back to what you were saying about meditation, like the difference in language even, right? Like for one, like you were talking about working out. For some people, that's like a meditation. Yeah. Meditation is essentially just going within. Right, like reflect the inner reflection. One of the things, so another book you'll hear me talk a lot about the more that you listen is called Conversations with God. Yeah. Amazing, amazing book. I've read it twice already. I'm working on reading book two and three. Um, but one of the things that is in there is um, go within or go without. I like that. And it's this idea that we, we, we must go within within ourselves, connect with our higher selves, with God, with creator, with spirit, again, whatever language speaks to you. Mm -hmm. But if you don't go within, then you are not able to be connected to your higher self and to be and have and do the things that you want to be and do and have in your life. And so um, it kind of goes back to the idea and the language that I was using earlier of creating by default. So you're just kind of going through the motions, walking through life, working the job, getting the paycheck, paying the bills, raising the kids, and not not that those things are not all important and not that they're not functional in terms of helping us to get where we want to go. And there's so much more to the reasons that we're here. Yeah, you're, here. you end up walking through life instead of actually living life. Mm-hmm. But kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I was going to say another uh, 
piece to the law of attraction that um, is even spoken in the intro. It, oh, maybe it's not spoken in the intro. Um, it was spoken on the C-spot. Um, I remember having a conversation with you on the C-spot. Um, probably, I don't know, maybe around this time last year or something like that, that I was driving around that day and I just, the weather was great. I felt good. I, you know, was looking good, feeling good, smelling good, and everything was just going right. And right literally as I was going through those, you know, great positive emotions, um, my cousin who I was becoming close to at the time and my girlfriend at the time had both texted me or Facebook messaged me and said, I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so, you know, happy to be in a relationship with you. You know, you've helped me in my life a lot. And you had said, because I was in that phase, the universe was pretty much the most attractive to me. And I was attracting, like, yeah, I, yeah, I was attracting those kinds of relationships. So when you, when you're at, you notice that you have the highest, what am I trying to say, like, when you are most in tune with your highest self and you are practicing your passion or practicing what you love to do, then you are the most susceptible to the universe delivering what you are wanting and mm-hmm. needing out of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's about aligning with your inner self. And so for you, you were in a place of, you know, you were doing what you love. Yep. You were feeling very happy about it. You were feeling hopeful. You were yep. feeling good. You were focusing on the positive. And so, again, like, because you're focusing on those things, the universe, the law is that the universe has to bring you more of those things. So it, it's, it's, it's the law. Like, it's the universe. It's how it works. And one of the things that's interesting, and, and um, I'm going to try to pull this up now because, um, you know, a lot of times one of the reasons we call this show Calm and Crazy is because people think it's crazy um, and want to say, oh, you know, that's crazy. You can't just think things, you know, you can't think things better, that kind of thing. But there's actually a quote that um, I used in our little slideshow um, for tonight's episode that is an Einstein quote because he talks about uh, I'm trying to find it. Um, talks about how um, it's it's not philosophy; it's physics. Yeah, like we all have a vibration, and the vibration, like you have when you match your vibration with, um, like the universe matches the vibration that you have. So um, when those things align, then you get whatever it is that you you're you're feeling, like what what you're kind of like when you have your own vibration and you're going with the flow, you're happy as can be. And then you walk into a room or somebody else walks into a room and you, and your intuition picks up and you immediately pick up on either their heavy, daunting, negative vibration. And you're just like, Ooh, like I don't even know that person's name, but they're just coming at me with all kinds of bad juju. <laughs> And you haven't even met them yet, but you already know. Your intuition is picking up on it. Um, your soul is picking up on it. Uh, you know, whatever you whatever you call it. So you're just like, mm, no, resistance. I don't even, you know, that, that person, I don't even, I don't even know if I would even want to get to know that person. Or on the flip side, maybe you're in that negative place, but then a person walks in. And they've got such a bright light that you're like, I've got to know that. Mm-hmm. Well, so it could work both ways. It, yeah. Maybe 
maybe you're, you've got such a bright light that you don't even want that person to dim it. Or maybe you have such a dim light that somebody walks in and you, you just, you pick up on their awesome energy and their eyes are lighting up the room and they've got a smile that you just can't turn away from. And next thing you know, they're having a conversation with you and you're in a completely different place. Yes, that can happen. And it can happen the other way in that, you know, you can be in such a crappy energy place that that person with the high energy sees you from a mile away too. It's like, you're on the other way. (laughs) Steer and clear of that crap. So um, I found the, I found the quote is everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want. You cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. That's Albert Einstein. So, you know, the idea is, and that's part of meditation, right, is, is, is going in internally to be more aware of your own vibration, of your own self, to be a, a aligned with yourself, to be in tune with yourself, to know where you're at. Because if you know where you're at and what your feelings are and what your vibration is, you know, kind of where you're at, then you're more um, equipped to navigate those situations and to steer clear of people whose vibration is lower than yours. Mm-hmm. Because the way that it works is that, if you are, you know, at the on the spectrum of vibration, right? At the bottom we have, I think it's fear, anger, you know, depression, those kinds of things. At the top of the the spectrum, there's joy, passion, all of those things. And there's all there's whole range of emotions in between. So if you're in the middle of the spectrum and you're kind of like in a place of worry or anxiety, um, frustration, you know, that kind of thing, you are attracting other people, other circumstances, other situations, other things that are at that same vibration. So when you raise your vibration, and we've talked about this before mm-hmm. with like different relationships we have with other people, mm-hmm. that if you are, if you raise your vibration, there's two or two things that can happen in that situation. If you decide to raise your vibration, either the person who is, has been, who is around you, who is angry and who is matching that lower vibration when you raise your vibration, they are either going to come with you, they're going mm-hmm. to raise their vibration too, kind of like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. They see your light and they're like, oh, and you, you raise their mood and they kind of go up with you, right? They mm-hmm. raise their vibration with you. Or you raise your vibration, if they're not all about raising their vibration, then they're going to disappear. Like they're going to leave your situation mm-hmm. because they're not compatible. Yeah. The law of allowing, I mean, the law of attraction doesn't allow for that. So Plus misery loves company. So yes. if that person doesn't want to be around that misery, then that other person has nothing to do but walk away. Right, exactly. Now, the other situation is, you know, we've talked about this a little bit too, is if you're up here, if you're higher in your vibration and you're in a place of, you know, happy, feeling good, you know, that kind of thing, and you have a friend who is down here mm-hmm. who is lower, Again, there's, there's, in this situation, there's three things that can mm-hmm. happen. Either that person can raise up to your vibration and you guys can connect and keep, you know, hanging out. That's cool. Or if they're not able to or willing to raise their vibration, they leave the situation, mm-hmm. right? They disappear out of your experience. But the other thing is if it happens for too long that you're all in each mm-hmm. other, you can come down to their mm-hmm. vibration if you, if you allow it. And so – that's the thing that's important about thinking about who we surround ourselves with, mm-hmm. right? And the people, the company that we keep. And sometimes as we change and as we grow and as we develop and our, our vibration kind of increases, 
you'll see that some relationships don't make that transition, right? Because yeah. some people are either not aware of their own vibration yeah. and, and where it's at, right, and that it's heavy, um, and or they think you're crazy yeah. because you tell them that things can be better and things can be different. And sometimes, you know, people don't want to, even though they want things to be better, we don't believe that we have the power to make them better mm-hmm. a lot of times, right? Well, God has that power. Right. Or somebody else. Right. Or they're not, maybe they think that they're not worthy enough yes. of what's better to come in their life or what's best to come into their life. And oftentimes I think that is, I can say from personal experience, I think that that's the case for a lot of people mm-hmm. is that it's a question of worthiness, even if we're not conscious that it's an issue, mm-hmm. right? Like I think, you know, for myself, I have been struggling a little bit in terms of my business, my speaking business not being where I want it to be. And part of that is, you know, here's me getting vulnerable with the whole wide world, <laughs> Um, but part of that has been, and I did not consciously know it until I've been doing, you know, some more work around this and some work that I've, you know, talking with our friend Nikki Tobias, who we mentioned last week. Um, but at the heart of, you know, what has kind of held me back has been the subconscious feeling of unworthiness. Um, you know, I never consciously thought I'm not worthy of that. I don't think, um, but sometimes I think we let our fears and our insecurities, which come back on worthiness, right, um, hold us back and think, mm-hmm. you know, well, who am I to have that? Who am I to, you know, be successful? Or why do I, you know, and it, it may not be a conscious thought, but, and that gets back to this whole thing of emotion. See, here, we got on a total tangent. We got a lot of good information there, a lot of good content, but we got on that tangent. I want to get back to this. Okay. Is sometimes, like, you can't trick the law of attraction. No. Right? So, oftentimes, and this is where people say, well, you can't think things better. Right? I can't just say it's going to be better than it is. Oh, yeah. And that's true. Oh, yeah. There, there is some truth to that. They are not wrong about that. You can't just say it's going to be better. And automatically it's going to be better. Because you have to believe it. Right? <laughs> so, you can say all day long, oh, this day is going to get better. It can only get better. It can only get better. But if, if really inside you're going, oh, man, this day has got to get better. It can't get any worse. Like, if, if you're saying this day is only going to get better, but you're really feeling it can't get any worse, yeah. you're, what you're asking for is the universe to show you how worse it can get because you're asking, like, you know. How yeah, you can't send God, the universe, a higher power, mixed signal. <laughs> right. You think it, they go, it gets one signal. Yeah. And, and the signal that is the strongest is your feelings. Yes. It's, it's how you're feeling, not what you're saying necessarily, um, because sometimes we can try to fool ourselves, right, which is also trying to fool the universe into bringing us the thing. Mm-hmm. But we can try to fool ourselves, like, okay, things are going to get better. You know, um, today, the day is going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And saying it is not necessarily believing it. Saying it sometimes is just wishing it. <laughs> Yeah. You can't be sarcastic to the universe. Right. So so this is where the gratitude piece comes in, which I can't remember which one of the callers mentioned that. But um, Nicole from Chicago. Was it Nicole? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, the gratitude piece comes in in being grateful. And you mentioned this, I think, maybe before we went on the air. The idea of being grateful for something before it even is in your lived experience. Because 
then mm-hmm. when you're really grateful for something and then that is that is truly believing and having faith that it's going to be there and that's why I'm grateful because I know it's coming I know it's on the way and I'm so grateful that yeah I've done a lot of work around this for one you know high wind storms you know rolled through southeastern Michigan and it knocked out power for like millions I think of people almost a million and it yeah over 800,000 yeah it was one of the greatest like power outages DTE has ever seen Mm -hmm. in this area and the gas station at the corner was out of power the Mm -hmm. main street to my block was was out of power yet we had power Mm -hmm. it we lost it for a minute when we were not when we were at work um but we came home and we had power now granted we don't have internet we still have internet on our phones but at work these last couple of days, all my coworkers have been knocked out. We don't have power. What am I going to do? I had to go here. I had to go there. And all I can simply tell them is I'm so grateful that I have power. To the point where I've made a Facebook status about it. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I have power. Like, I'm so grateful that I have power. And the interesting part is, which I haven't told you this yet, but the night before this happened, so this would have been Wednesday night, I needed to get gas. But I told myself, no, you know what, I'm just going to get gas on my way to work. So, or maybe this was, but then it didn't really matter because this must have been Wednesday. And then Thursday we had, no, this must have been Tuesday. Then it really didn't matter because the gas station I used to get gas from is out of power. I thought, okay, they'll have power by Thursday morning. Mm -hmm. And they had power, but only three pumps were working. Mm -hmm. So I went in there. They were all busy. I was already running behind. And I I still need air in my tires, too. And I came back to the car, and on my way back to the car, there was a penny on the ground. I picked up the penny, made my little wish, and kept it moving. I said, okay, Kristen, you're just going to go to Kroger down the street, and it's all going to work itself out. And they're, they're getting um, air. It's free. Mm-hmm. I ended up not getting air because the air thing was not being turned on right away, and I was losing time. But I got gas, and I ended up using my Kroger points. I, got, I could have gotten up to 60 cents off. Oh, wow. But I, but I used it, and I only got 30 cents off because I like to split it. Uh-huh. So because of all of the power outages, I'm grateful for what's going on. And I end up getting 30 cents off at the pump, and I still got to work on time. So it kind of felt like the power was out, but it redirected me <laughs> into a different way. And I just kind of constantly said, like, I'm so grateful for this. And then myself being, a, you know, in my role at work, being a pharmaceutical sales rep, I'm to the point now where instead of focusing on the lack of sales and the mm-hmm. lack of money coming in, I don't go through the, go, I don't go through the day thinking, when are the sales coming in? When are the sales mm-hmm. coming in? Mm-hmm. I have just now practiced this thought of, I know the sales are going to be mm-hmm. there. I know the sales are going to be there. Like, my mm-hmm. customer told me that he and she and blah, blah, blah are going to buy this, this, and this mm-hmm. on Fridays because we have the order type promotion. And usually Fridays are my best day, and then today I just I have my best day ever. Mm-hmm. So I have done a lot of being grateful while the things are going on in my life, mm-hmm. but then being grateful before they even come into my mm-hmm. life because I know it's like delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of um, pre-paving, which, again, I think I talked about that yeah. a little bit earlier, and we're going to talk about it on another show, but um, when you're, like, laying the groundwork, you're being thankful, grateful for things that are coming to you, and that is really assuring that you continue to attract them. Mm-hmm. And then when you were talking earlier about how you shifted your focus from um, worrying about whether the sales are going to come in, like, when are the sales going to come in, when are the sales coming in, because, and we'll, again, get into more detail about this next show, but when you're focusing on where are the sales, you're not focusing on what you want. You're focusing on the lack of them. Therefore, I'm pushing the sales yes, away. Because when you focus on the lack, basically the universe gives you, and this is going back to the basics of the law of attraction, so I'm going to go back on thing, but um, the universe gives you what you think about whether you want it or not. So that's a really key thing for people to remember because it's basically what you think about, you bring about. So if you're focused on what you're wanting and you're focused on the positive and you're so focused on what you're grateful for, the universe brings that to you. If you're focused on what you don't have, if you're focused on that you don't have any money or that you don't have a job or that you don't have enough time or that you're not happy at your job, the universe continues to give you that because you're thinking about it. And that can be really, really difficult for people um, because, one, most people are not aware of the law of attraction. So they and, don't realize that they're creating their own reality. Yes, and we're creating by default. Yep. Um, and, two, it's really easy to get hung up on the, 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 bad, the, the bad, right? It's mm-hmm. get easy to get hung up on the things that are going wrong. Um, it takes a real shift of our focus to, to, to see the silver lining and to, to see an opportunity. But going back to what you said, and I kind of had this, a little bit of this experience yesterday um, and today of trying to see things that don't go the way that I anticipated them going, not as the universe not giving us what, not giving me what I want, but rather redirecting me to a new, uh, just guiding me. It's like Mm -hmm. a guidance. So I had a situation where, you know, I had reached out and offered my services to someplace for free, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, like, basically kind of got a thanks, no thanks kind of thing. And so Ooh. that did not, like, that one, yeah, I struggle with that, right? And part of that was my ego of, yeah. like, dude, I'm trying to give something for free, and you want to tell me no thanks, no thanks. Okay, whatever. But that but, person was not worthy of. Well, I won't even say that. What I'll say is I realize now that, because I feel so much more connected to spirit. Like I have, mm-hmm. I've had some experiences, especially over the last year or so where I have been doing more meditating and I do feel like I have a divine connection. Mm-hmm. And that is even sometimes hard for me to talk about because of, I'm afraid people are going to call me crazy, but I, I know that it's real. And so, um, the thing that has been happening, like happened with that was after I got over my physical like ego issue, Mm -hmm. I realized that it's not a failure. It's not a rejection. It is the universe's way of saying, "Mm, no, that's not exactly, that doesn't exactly align with what you came to do. Like that's not exactly aligned with your higher purpose. Mm -hmm. So 
it's like closing a door to open a window, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of like nudging me like, okay, that was, that was a great idea. <laughs> that was a good action to take. It was an inspired action, but I'm just going to kind of gently point you over in this mm-hmm. direction and maybe go to the side. So, so you're saying that when things don't work out the way you intended them to, look at it as a blessing in the sky, a silver lining, yeah. and the universe guiding you, pushing you, shuffling you to the next best, greatest, better than opportunity rather than dwelling on, oh, my gosh, that didn't happen. Yes. What's the next thing that's not going to happen? Because yes. it's so much easier to do. It's, it's interesting how it's so much easier to focus on the bad, the bad, let's just create this negative spiral. Everybody's going to listen to me if I just keep going on and on and on about this, that, and the other. So instead of doing that, be grateful for the universe nudging you into the right path yes. and be grateful for the thing that's going to come in your life, even though it's not there yet. Yes. Because when it does, you're going to be even be that much more grateful yes. for the fact that, like almost like when a relationship doesn't work out, like you're, yes. you're bummed that's out great. about it, you're bummed out about it. You know, it might've taken you a few months or a few years to finally recognize those red flags. But you finally did. You had enough, and you're gonna. Universe is now shifting you along, right? And it's allowing you, the universe and yourself, they're all allowing you to wash your hands of this. Yes. I learned from it. I'm okay with it. I'm now gonna be redirected into. And next thing you know, you bump into the love of your life, right? And I will touch on this. Also, is that what I noticed in my life, and again, I didn't even know that it was going on until I started really being conscious about the law of attraction, is that my fiancé and I, we had met way before we got together. But we were Facebook friends for five years. Mm -hmm. And she was living in a different city. I was moving from city to city because of uh, my uh, job profession, the different, you know, positions I had. But yet... I was practicing my passion. I was the I was at my highest self. I was mm-hmm. in my zone and I literally was five minutes about to be on air with the C spot and I got a Facebook message that's from right. her. Really? So if that's not a perfect example of do what you love and what you love will come into your life mm-hmm. or who you need who you need come into your life, will come into your life, I don't know what it is. It's about taking inspired action mm-hmm. and um, and going back to kind of what we were talking about is about having faith that the universe is pointing in the right direction. That's, that's, that's a lesson that I am continuing to learn <laughs> and that I've been learning for years. And there is something very freeing in those moments when I can truly feel like, um, in those moments when I can truly feel like this is the universe, you know, redirecting me, when there is a calmness, and yeah. there really is. Even though it's not, I don't know what it looks like, and it feels frustrating because it's not happening fast enough, and I'm not getting to where I want to go. There is a true um, calmness and a comfort in knowing that it's all going to work out. Well, here's another example for you. So I was one of those people in my 20s where I just 
so grateful to be out of college and just ready to jumpstart my life. Like, I'm out of college. I can have a relationship now. I can go get the house. I can have my dream job. Like, everything is just going to come to me because I'm out of college. Right? <laughs> that was a smack in the face. But the still bad <laughs> because nothing was handed to me on the silver bullet just because I had a dang degree. But I was very, very quick to just be like, why? Okay, I'm out of college. Like, I can start my life now. And wanted to go out there and buy the house and realized very quickly that, Life is kind of race. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and I need to slow down because I, I, throughout my twenties, I would be one of those quick people, who would just be like, gotta do everything, gotta go everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just very quick. I had very quick movements, and when I did, and I was not slowing down to the universe's pace, <laughs> I would get in my car accident, or mm-hmm. my stub toe would turn into, you know, my car being broken down. Right. And so I now realized throughout my thirties that you've really got to live life. And where I'm going with this is do not focus on the lack of, focus on what you have. And the mm-hmm. reason why I say that is because my fiance and I, we were at a diaper party for, for a coworker uh, a few weeks ago. And we went to, you know, he and his wife's house. And it's, it's miraculous. Like it's, you walk in there and you just like, wow, okay, this is going to be my, my someday house. Like, I remember in my 20s, I would walk into a friend's house, and it would be gorgeous. I mean, you have a Sunday house, Jennifer. You know, <laughs> Thank you. Have, you know, like, this, when I think of my dream house, this is something, like, I envision. And so my fiance and I were walking through the house, and I'm like, yeah, the, you know, the kitchen, this, nice basement, this, that, and the other. And so that night, you know, we're falling asleep, and all she could say is, I can't wait until we have what we – I can't wait to have that in our life. Uh-huh. I can't wait – to have our house. Uh-huh. I, I can't wait to have everything we want to have in our life. Uh-huh. And I just looked at it and I said, we already have everything. We, have <laughs> uh-huh. we, 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 we do live together. Now, mind you, we rent, but uh-huh. we rent from my uncle, but it's a nice space for us. Yeah, yeah. She just got a brand new job. Mm-hmm. My income is increasing week over week, month over mm-hmm. month. Um, she has her LPN license, which she was in her last semester once we got together. Right. So we have been taking the steps work towards, you know, the ultimate dream house. But I just, I couldn't help but think, don't focus on the lack of. Uh-huh. Be grateful for what you do have. Uh-huh. Well, in a different, like a reframe for that is, um, you know, her verbiage, it sounds like, was, I can't wait until blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's great because it's some excitement. Mm-hmm. And another way to reframe that might be, I'm, I'm so excited about the house we're going to have. Yeah. Like right. I, I, already like, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so excited about the house we're going to have. I'm so excited about you know, and really claiming it because when you claim yeah. it, the, when you claim it, the universe says, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You claim it, then you take the action. And the action for me has been, I have worked very, very hard at putting my money in the right place, mm-hmm. paying off my debt. Um, I'm about to take the tax, my tax money, and instead of just blowing it on shoes or booze or, you know, a fun night out or a big trip or whatever the case is, I'm going to pay off that J.C. Penney's bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really focusing hard and taking those, those action steps, those acts that action, to doing what I need to do so when we go get that loan, we, we have an, an amazing mm-hmm. loan to, you know, get us our dream house. Mm-hmm. Because we're probably only going to do it once. Well, <laughs> and we might move eventually. You know, I, I don't know if we'll move or not. But it is something that we've spoken about. Yeah. And it's not yeah. one of those things where, you know, I, you know, 
if we can move or anything like that, it's more of when the time is right, we'll just know it. Mm-hmm. We'll just, you know, when the time is it's like when it's, just like we could have gotten in a relationship a long time ago. But I was in my 20s and came out of my first relationship. And she really wasn't even out yet. And I just knew that the time was not right. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where, and the interesting thing is that I was in Lansing and I would look up this guy all the time and just say, please bring her back to me. Please bring her back to me. Yet I was wanting, when I would say, please bring her back to me, I was focusing on somebody completely different. So that's mm-hmm. the interesting piece because that has always, like, touched my soul. And next thing you know, I was practicing my passion, and the universe brought the right woman back to me. <laughs> that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. that, that you were, like, praying that you're asking that mm-hmm. for that's funny. It's the divine timing thing. Mm-hmm. And Ethan, and I have kind of a similar story because we met mm-hmm. well, 20 years ago this year, which is crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it was 14 years before we became a couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you know, we kind of crossed paths a couple of different times before it actually stuck. So, um, but I do, I think that that is divine timing. I think that, you know, for he and I, we're divine souls. I think that we, you know, I, I went for a reading back in August, I think. Um, and, you know, the, the woman that we saw talked about how, again, like before we come into this experience, um, like we often come into the experience to learn a particular thing or to experience a particular thing. Mm-hmm. And she said that the angels told her that my experience when I came into this, like my end game in this life is love and forgiveness. Um, which was fascinating to me, right? But she talked about getting to this whole divine uh, timing and kind of like this divine, um, these divine relationships. Um, she talked about how, you know, in my in my particular life experience, like before I came into this lived experience, there was someone, you know, like my soul, he's my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Like it was like he said, he knew what the plan was. He knew that I came in to learn love and forgiveness. And he said, I'll help. And so it was like we kind of had some kind of soul contract before we came in. Whoa, this that's a deep <laughs> I know we're getting real woo woo. That right is now. that is, but I like it. I love that though. Yeah. But how do we know? I mean, there's I'm sure there's thousands and hundreds and millions of people that have their own story and have well, their own lived experience. Yes, and the other interesting thing about that is not only do he and I have a soul contract, there was also mention of like they talk about how. Um, sometimes the soul contract can be with someone who you have a terrible relationship with in this life. So, you know, there's a, there's a story. So the book that I was talking about earlier, that's called conversations with God um, is written by Neil Donald or Donald. Yeah. Neil Donald Walsh. And um, in that book, there is a story. There's kind of like a, Oh shoot. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, there's a there's a shorter story, a children's story that he wrote, and it's mentioned in the mm-hmm. conversations with God. Um, and I think they called it a fable. I'm not sure if that's right, <laughs> but um, but it's called The Little Soul in the Sun, and mm-hmm. it's the story about how you know this this little soul. Um, it's around the idea of like you have to experience. You can't experience the good without the bad, right? Of you course. can't understand. You can't understand the good if you don't know the bad because you have no, no, nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this story is about. And it's this little soul who wants to experience forgiveness in this particular story. So she mentioned the story to me when I went. It's about the, the light and the darkness. Right? Yes. Yep. Yes. And so, 
But what's interesting is that, you know, another soul heard the little soul having the conversation with God about wanting to experience forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I want to experience, I want to be, be, you know, forgiveness. And so the other soul volunteered to go in into the lived experience so they could experience that. And, and the other soul says, I need you to make a promise to me that no matter what, you'll remember who I really am. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, of course I will. Why, how would I forget? And he's like, well, because I may, like, I may have to do things or like that aren't really who I am. Mm-hmm. So it was really fascinating that sometimes in this experience, we may have soul contracts with people who are not good for us. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have treated us badly or who are abusive or who, you know, and, and, and sometimes we see that, especially like within families, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't have a good relationship with a parent or with a sibling or something mm-hmm. like, like it seems like, well, they're my sister, they should love me or they're my brother, they, you know, we should get along or, you know, parents that disown their kids, you know, mm-hmm. like all of these different things. Um, and, and that was really eye opening for me that to think that someone who comes into our lives and doesn't treat us well or has hurt us in our life that may have been their purpose Ooh. in this life was to help us to learn that lesson. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. so that's fascinating um, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are totally off on a tangent as far as law of attraction, but um, it, it, kind of getting back it to goes, the, it, 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 it's, it's, it's all woo woo. It's all woo connected. But it kind of gets to like the, like we were saying, the divine timing, the connection with our, ourselves, um, you know, coming in, you know, figuring out what we came to be in this world and what our higher purpose is. I mean, if you think about it, that's everybody's question, right? Well, what is my purpose in life? Mm-hmm. Like who doesn't at some point in their life, maybe multiple points in their life, you know, throughout their life, who does not ask that question? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? What's my purpose? I think purpose? a lot of people think too that, okay, you're born, you've got this, you know, you're in an energy form, you're living life. But I don't, I think a lot of people don't, think and feel and believe that they're worthy to have their dream job. Because do you know how many times probably a day or a week I hear, ha, 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 I'm living the dream? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you, yeah, you, A, you put yourself here. Mm -hmm. B, you created the day that you're having, whether it's positive or negative. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people allow themselves or give them themselves enough time and space and energy and want to put their best foot forward to have their dream job, whether it is making six figures or, mm-hmm. or not. Because my boss and I, we talk about this all the time. He's like, well, what, are you going to go to radio and make six figures? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, maybe there's a possibility. But even if I wasn't, I would be doing my dream job, and yeah. I would be practicing my passion yeah. every day. Yeah. So while I have the opportunity here to make six figures, at what price? At right. what cost? Yes. What, I have to challenge my integrity. I'm not unethical. I sell drugs all day to people that they probably don't use them because they're they're relying on them. You know, my heart's not in the right place. I'm doing it to make money to survive. But, yeah, yeah, to survive. But and and to save my customers money, of course. But the way my company does business is is not all that great. But at the and end I have to do a lot of compromise because of it. Well, and at the end of the day, if you're doing, you're working to make money to live in a house so that you can sleep. I've seen this thing on Facebook, right, where you're, yeah. you're working to make money to pay for a house, to pay the bills. So that, that, never, that, that you never – That you don't live in. Yeah. yeah, that you don't spend any time in because you're always at work, you know, and then you just to do it all again. Like, at the end of the day, when we leave this realm, you can't take any of that shit with you. Yeah. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't take the money with you. You can't take the house. You can't take any of that stuff with you. So at the end of the day, what was the point? Yeah, and it's so, just like when you're when people don't have self love, they just right. they're not worthy. They end right. up in crappy, abusive, full of red flags relationships because they're not loving themselves enough to get out of it and then get in a better one. So I think people just feel that they're not worthy of their dream job, so they're just settling. Like a lot of people settle mm-hmm. in relationships because they're getting older and they just want the family and. You know, they want the the the, the wedding and the marriage and, and all that, so they just kind of, I mean. But the funny thing is we want those things before we have ever even really experienced them, so we don't even really know if we want them, right? Like we, so this gets at yeah. again, and, and, and I swear this is staying all with the law of attraction because it's all about, like, empowering ourselves to be able to create what we want. But one of the things, and I think I may have mentioned this last week too, but in the conversations with God book, one of the things that he talks about is, you know, that comes through the conversations with God book is based on is the concept is that the, the, the author who was writing it was literally writing a, a letter to God one day and, and then heard a response and, mm-hmm. and, and wrote the responses. And so one of the things that God says to him is that we as humans tend to not trust our own feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, God says that he, he rarely uses words to communicate mm-hmm. because words are so, like, they're kind of made up, right? But the feeling, like, people don't learn through. And it's funny because Abraham says a, a similar thing. Abraham says that we've learned that words don't teach. Feelings teach. Emotions mm-hmm. teach. And it's, it's a similar thing that's said in the book through God. Um, and so, the, you know, what, what they say in, in conversations with God is the fact that people often – don't trust their own experience. They trust, they listen to what other people tell them things are supposed to be, mm-hmm. even what their relationship with God is supposed to be. Yeah. And so when they have a divine connection with God or spirit or creator, whomever, you, however you like to use that language, um, when you have that divine connection, it feels a particular way. But rather than trusting that that is what it feels like it is, yeah. we say, oh, that can't be that what that is because I was told that that's not how God works. Like God doesn't talk to people, right? Like that's the thing that's talked about in that book. Like people are going to think I'm crazy that God is talking to me, but you know, why do you think God can't do whatever God wants to do? Like <laughs> I created the universe. It's kind of what he says, like I can do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's really interesting. But going back to what you were saying about, you know, people just kind of want these things and kind of go through the motions and like even you, you mentioned like marriage and weddings and that kind of thing. And it's like, we want those things, but how do we even know we want those things? Cause we've never had those things, you know, but we, we want those things because we're told that that's what we should do. Like that's yeah. what you do. You grow up, you graduate, you get married, you have kids, maybe not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what you do. Um, but you know, taking us back to the law of attraction, like if people could understand that they have the power within themselves to create their own reality, then people might not feel like they have to work a job that they don't love just to pay the bills Mm -hmm. or that they have to stay in a relationship that they're, you know, not happy in. Um, And so this is why we're doing the show, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is why we're doing the show is to have a conversation. And some of it gets pretty deep, right? When you start talking about the, the purpose of life, right? Like, well, what is the meaning of life? What is my purpose right here? Right? Right? So one of my bosses came up to me the other day, and we were talking about 
oh yeah, Kristen, you know that if you do if you do business like this, your sales will increase. And I'm like, yeah, because I've just adapted to the change. Like I, I have to. It's not necessarily the way I want to, but I have to. And I started going into the fact of, you know, it doesn't align with my morals and values mm-hmm. to basically sell poison to people. Mm-hmm. And the reason why certain drugs is because those drugs give side effects. And, like, the, the more and more and more I started diving the conversation, he goes, you're getting too deep for me. And, well, <laughs> Yeah. Well, one, you're probably getting too deep. Two, you're probably getting too honest, right? Like oh, gosh, people- yeah. People don't want to realize that we are part of a system that is killing our, you know, like killing our people. Yep. Um, it, that's that hits home, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's there's some real uh, dissonance that might happen there for people when you make when you make it that that direct. Oh yeah, and it was. But on the flip side of this, the colleague that sits next to me, Nick. Shout out to you if you're listening, Nick. <laughs> He and I have a great friendship at work. We we are on the same humor. He has no filter. Sometimes I have no filter. You know, um, I've got him hooked on Master Minos. Master Minos, the way <laughs> yes, to go, from Perion. He looks at me today, and he, you know, I was, you know, teetering, tottering between trying to get to a, a better place and trying to get out of the negative place at work. And he goes, man, I just love the fact that I sit next to you and you sit next to me. And I was like, why do you say that? He goes, because you are just, for one, he goes, you are so passionate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a very passionate individual. He's like, I love your drive and your energy here most of the time. Mm-hmm. And you are very raw and honest and authentic mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. you go about you go about delivering the truth and honesty mm-hmm. the right way. Mm-hmm. He goes, but then you start to get a little emotional. And I was like, you're right, I do, because, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And, uh-huh. you know, and I think a lot of that, and so I, I, I drove home that day, and I thought about, like, why? Like, where does that come right. from? Like, right. this, I'm not even practicing my passion at work, but yet I'm still such a fighter and a passionate individual to get my sales. Like, you saw that drive, mm-hmm. that hunger, and I thought, well, why? Like, where does that come from? And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that, I've always had to fight to be here. Like I've always, I've had to, I'm in the LGBT community, so, you know, I'm out, you know, lesbian at work. I've always had to fight for my rights. I've always mm-hmm. had to fight the right to stand. I mean, I've had to fight for my own rights within my family and circle of friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like that natural born fighter, so I'm going to fight for what I believe in. I'm going to fight for my customers. I'm going to, you know, a fight to manifest my dreams into my reality using mm-hmm. the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And here's how I'm going to go about and doing it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, and we probably won't get into it tonight because we're, I wanted to talk about objections too, but um, yeah, about the language of fight, right? Because what you resist persists. Yeah. So yeah. we got to reframe that too. And, but it's interesting because I say that all the time at work. What because, you resist persists? Yes. Uh-huh. Because a lot of people look at me and they're just like, Kristen, this, this isn't how we should do business. And I'm like, you're right. I said, just because... I say I'm doing it doesn't mean that I agree with it, but the more you persist, it resists. Resist. The more you resist. Yeah. yeah. The more yeah. The more you resist, it persists. And mm-hmm. I noticed it with certain coworkers. Mm-hmm. They're just like, no, no, I'm I'm not gonna do it. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna do it. And all day long, they're just it's exhausting and it is very exhausting. And then I'm having a conversation with my boss about it, and she goes, but you're, it, but it just takes even more energy to have a conversation about it. And I'm like, I know, but you just if you just do this then we wouldn't have to spend all the time jumping through hoops to right, do, right. do this. Right. So, yeah, yeah. It, is, it's all, it all circles back around. Though. Mm-hmm. It very much does. It's all, 
the law of allowing, the law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, they all go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. What you think about, you bring about. Um, I very much believe that the weather is divine intervention as well. I mean, I remember... (laughs) The universe has all of its tools at its disposal. It does, it does, it does. I read something on Facebook, something about with the power going out, that, like, we need to get Mother Nature in check. Like, Uh I have to go back to the exact Facebook status, but a high school friend of mine um, wrote something on Facebook talking about with the power going out and, we we need to get in line with Mother Nature or something like that. But I can remember living in Hazel Park and not really caring too much for my landlord and kind of feeling stuck. And all of a sudden, the great flood of Metro Detroit happened, and and they discovered mold in the house. Now, I mm-hmm. truly believe that the mold was there way before I moved in. Mm-hmm. They discovered it then, which was great because it allowed me to hightail it out of there before I was ever – breathing in the mold any more days than I needed to be. Um, but then it, it made me move to Livonia, which I was still doing the tea spot. Um, and the next thing you know, I ended up reconnecting with my fiance now mm-hmm. today. So I very much believe that Mother Nature is <laughs> the universe saying whether whether it it puts you like it takes you out of one situation and puts mm-hmm. it's like the wind, like it pushing you, mm-hmm. the universe pushing you in the direction that you need to go in. Yeah, like I said, I mean, the universe has all of the tools at its disposal. And um, it's working whether you believe it's working. Or right, that's the thing about, that's the thing about the universal laws, and that's why I wanted to share the quote from Einstein, because that, that was, you know, like scientific. Mm-hmm. Um, there is eventually um, down the road, I could see us doing a show talking kind of about a little bit about like what you were getting at with the weather and like disasters. And because one of the things that's brought up is about like, you know, um, oftentimes when there's some kind of um, natural disaster, like people, hurricanes. right. Hurricanes or earthquakes or those kinds of things. And people are, you know, quick to say, um, well, what kind of God would let that happen? Right. And so, um, again, we won't get into this deep tonight because I have a lot more reading to do about it. But um, I think in book two and three of Conversations with God, they talk about like mass consciousness and kind mm-hmm. of going back to our vibration and like attracting that kind of thing into our experience. So, um, so one of the other things we were going to talk about, so we've kind of talked about the basic definition of the law of attraction, what it is, um, how it works, like things are uh, attracted to like things. Um, what we think about, we bring about mm-hmm. um, the universe gives you what you want, whether or what you are thinking about, whether you want it or not. That's an important thing to remember. And we talked about our um, mm-hmm. our vibration and mm-hmm. kind of our non-physical being and the emotional guidance that we get in terms of um, feeling good or feeling bad based on what's aligned with our higher self. And then the other things that we were wanting to talk about tonight um, is kind of some of the questions that come up. And if you're listening and you have questions or you've heard other people kind of ask questions, um, we'd love to, you know, hear from you. Um, the number to call is 929-477-3784. But some of the common objections that um, we've kind of heard or in, and that, like, Abraham has explained in the basic teachings of Abraham is, you know, oftentimes when people first learn about the law of attraction, they think, well, that can't possibly be true because, you know, how do you explain this bad thing that's happened to me? You know, I've had terrible things happen in my life. I wouldn't have attracted that. I didn't I've want it. I've seen things I didn't want to see. Right. I never even, like, I've seen things 
that I've never wanted to see yet. I never thought about seeing them. Right. How do you explain that? Right, right, right. Like, yeah. So I've had bad things happen that I that I never thought of. I never thought that would happen to me, but it did. That kind of thing. And so, um, the it goes back to what we were talking about about how the universe gives you what you think about whether you want it or not mm-hmm. is the first thing. So um, Abraham talks about how there are no victims. And this is an interesting and controversial conversation, right? Because, um, for example, like if somebody is robbed, mm-hmm. they say, uh, you know, there, there's no such thing as a victim. There are just co-creators. The reason for that is that the person who is doing the robbing is getting, wanting, is thinking about what they want and they're getting it. And the person who's being robbed is thinking about what they're not wanting and getting it. Um, So, for example, my grandma, God, God rest her soul, she would worry about me all the time, right? Because for the longest time, we never had a conversation about my own sexuality. And so there were many times when I was actually in relationships with women and she didn't know about it. Um, and so she perceived me as a, a straight single woman mm-hmm. who, of course, since I did not have a man in my life, was jeopardized, right? Like I was compromised. I was in danger. I shouldn't be out by myself at Whoa. night, right? Okay. And it was all from a place of love. Yeah. She was protective. You know, she was protective. She wanted me to be okay. She worried about me when I went out by myself, et cetera. But every time I spoke to her or saw her, it was always, you know, you be careful when you're out, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, because she was fearful that I was going to be hurt. Um, and it was always interesting to me because I just didn't think about things like like that. Like I didn't, you know, I was aware of my surroundings, certainly, and, you know, would pay attention when I was out by myself, but never did I, you know, I was not constantly looking over my shoulder or worried that somebody was going to grab me or or rob me or rape me or whatever. Um, I I kind of had this feeling of like, you know, I'm out doing my thing. I'm doing it. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. It's kind of the the thing that I had of like, I'm I'm fine. You know, I, I can do this. I live by myself, I shop all the time, you know, I'm out after dark all the time, whatever. Um, But we certainly live in a society where particularly women are taught um, to worry about that. And Mm -hmm. and not for no good reason, right? Like there's lots of situations where, you know, women are assaulted and women are attacked. And so we have this narrative in our country, maybe in our world, right, Mm -hmm. that women are, need to be, um, you know, proactive and need to be protecting themselves and be prepared for, you know, somebody attacking them. Mm-hmm. Like walk with eye, walk, walk with purpose. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, make eye contact, make sure you have your, you know, I have a Kubaton on my, admittedly, mm-hmm. I have a Kubaton on my keys, never have had to use it, never have had to, never felt like I needed to use it, never have grabbed for it. Like, oh, I better be, pre-. never, but it's on my keys. If I were to get in this situation, I probably, you know, could defend myself. But my point being that, we, there's this narrative that that's the feed that is kind of absorbed by women as from the time we're little, mm-hmm. right. We're taught to, you know, don't talk to strangers, especially men, you know, don't, those kinds of things. Um, and so we expect, yes. like what we expect is that if I'm by myself, especially if I'm dressed nice mm-hmm. or I'm dressed up or I'm wearing heels and a skirt that I need to be watching because men are going to come and get me. And that's what we're taught. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's what we're taught. And so that's a, almost a mass consciousness thing, right, because it's, it's something that we absorb. Um, and so in some ways we are co-creating a situation. If we really 
are fearful of it enough, we can attract that into our experience. Mm-hmm. If we really are, are worried about it, like if I had really, every time my grandma said, you know, be careful when you're out by yourself, if I, if I let that re go through my mind every time I went out in the dark, like I, I could have maybe attracted being assaulted or being approached by someone who was not, you know, mm-hmm. um, not safe. So, so that's, that's the, that's the example is like you have co-creators. Um, and so that's an interesting thing for people to talk about because oftentimes people think, well, that's not, I can how did, how do you explain the law of attraction? I didn't, I didn't attract that to myself. I didn't mm-hmm. want it. Well, you may not have wanted it, but you may have feared it. And even if I wasn't consciously thinking about it, if my anxiety, like you can feel your feelings mm-hmm. in your body, right? Like I've had an experience in the past week where I was dealing with something that made me really, really, really anxious, mm-hmm. really panicked about it. But in my, but I kept telling myself it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine in my mind. But, but in my, in my body, yes, in my body, it did not feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that because it did not feel fine, I was attracting more of that, the negative. It's the same kind of thing with co-creating situations where something that happens to you. Like you may not consciously think or envision yourself being assaulted, but if you have this fear in, you know, that you're feeling, then you're attracting a negative experience, whether it's being assaulted or just you know, your car breaking down or you know, whatever it is. Um, Here's a good example. So I had just moved to Lansing. I was in a better place, new, um, you know, new job, new surrounding, all this, all that. And I had driven from Lansing to Westland where my parents were living at the time and because I had to go to this, my second job. And it had snowed. It was a big snowstorm the night before. And I had walked out, and uh, my mom's partner had, was like, hey, be careful. The roads are icy. Mm-hmm. There's black ass on the road. You know, maybe you should take a different way, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just brushed it off. I'll be fine. But I hate driving in the snow because I don't drive a mm-hmm. truck. It's just, you know, I don't have four-wheel drive. And the whole time, I'm driving white knuckles. Yep, yep. Like, I'm, like, I'm not even, you know, all I can do is just please let me make it to work. And I had taken the same route as I always do. And thank, you know, thank the universe, thank God there was no oncoming traffic. But I'm doing the speed limit when I should have been slowing down. Yep. There I was, yep. going a little too fast for my britches. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, I hit a patch of black ice, went into oncoming traffic, hit a bank on, you know, the other side, side, went up in the air and hit a tree dead on at like 40 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. And so there was, you know, the thought was put out Mm -hmm. there. The thought created the feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like I just, I just can't wait to get to work. I just hope I get to work, you know, and I literally drew the experience to me. Yes. That is such a good example. (laughs) And it's so, um, it's it's so hard. Um, that is my kitty cat. Sorry, in the background, he's bringing a baby. Um, that it, that is so hard though, because when you get in a place, I've had similar experiences where I literally was arguing with myself because I'll be driving and feeling like, oh gosh, you yeah. know, like so scared. Like my heart was in the pit of my yes. stomach. But then knowing that I've, I'm by doing that, I'm drawing it to myself. So I'm trying to go, no, it's okay. But it's, yeah. you can't because it's, it's hard. My heart, my my body feels yeah. scared. My mind's going, no, it's okay. My body feels scared. <laughs> so it's that's a perfect example. Yeah, that's I, a really I literally drew the car accident and. And it took me a long time to, to realize that, and it took me a long time to be okay with driving in the snow again on the freeway, back and forth to Lansing, you know, just just drive, navigating again in the snow and yeah. the weather. Yeah. But I had to do a little reframe. <laughs> yeah. 
and not drive in fear. Yes. <laughs> because you're not going to get anywhere. Literally, you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> if right. you're driving around in fear. Right. You know, because if you're driving around in fear, then next thing you know, you get the flat tire and you lock uh-huh. your keys in your car and you get into the car accident yes. or yes. you witness a car accident or, you know, you take that fear to work or, you know, you you literally are driving your life out of fear. And, you know, my and I this was something I never really realized either. My mom always taught me, you can worry about it or you can pray about it, but you can't do both. Yes. You can live in love and you can live in fear, but you can't do both. And that's so true. Yet my fiance says, oh, no, you can do both. <laughs> but you, 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 you literally can't. You either are going to worry yourself. And then next thing you know, you've got a bunch of people that are living off Xanax for no unbelievable reason. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I get some anxiety. Why uh-huh. Why do you have it? I literally believe that people worry themselves to be on pills and they really don't need to be. Or they worry themselves to, and then their crutch is booze or their crutch is right, cigarettes. Right. Or, well, it's, esca- it's an escape. Um, yeah. I mean, when, it, when you talk about, you know, alcoholism and stuff like that, it's an escape, mm-hmm. so you don't have to deal with, you know, whatever the emotion is that you're dealing mm-hmm. with. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so you can't you can't you can't but, yeah. live in love or you can't live in you can only live in love or fear, but you can't live in both at the same time. Yeah, right, at the same right, time. right. Yeah, you certainly can't. That that's the truth. And 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 I and that is another thing that I also read in the conversations with Godwick, yeah. and you may have read that too. Is that everything, like the source of every thought, of every experience, like of every like every feeling, the source at the at the very very root of it is either fear or love. Like they talk about how everything, when it comes down to it, how you feel about something, what you're feeling is either rooted in fear or it's rooted in love and it can't be both. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's a really powerful thing. And so, and, and that again helps in terms of thinking about raising your vibration. If you are, you know, again, there's a whole wide range of emotions that might fall, that might be rooted in fear but there are also a wide range of feelings that are rooted in love. And so, um, so I think that's really important. That's a really important reframe for people. Um, like if we find ourselves in fear, if we find ourselves feeling negative, then we know whatever it is we're feeling is rooted in fear. And how do we, how do we reframe and how do we find the love, you know, get into a place of love about something as opposed to a place of fear? Yeah, you've helped me out a lot with that because for the longest time I was, you know, selling or going throughout my work day and I found myself talking and selling out of desperation. Mm-hmm. And throughout the course of the last couple of months with all the things that I've been doing, I am now selling with different intentions. Mm-hmm. Yet my I feel like my company still stands in my way or mm-hmm. my company still stands in my way. And then I've also realized that throughout the day or throughout anyone's day, you can either make a choice out of inspiration or desperation. Mm. And that's going to, you know, manifest. It's going to, you know, the stone's going to keep rolling, right. you know. And if you, make a, if you make a choice out of inspiration, it's going to put you like that next step closer to mm-hmm. raising your vibration. But if you make a choice or decision out of desperation, it's almost going to knock that it frequency. Is. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, because you're feeding the fear. Yeah. So you're going to spiral down instead of spiraling up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one of the other objections, and it's kind of been mentioned, and you kind of mentioned it right at the start of the show, and I was like, whoo, we can't jump to that controversy <laughs> yet. 
um, is, uh, you know, people will say, you know, that, that, that the law of attraction isn't real because we can't possibly be in control because God is in control of everything. But it's beyond our, it's beyond our own power. Mm-hmm. Um, and God has a path for me. Right. And so certainly God probably does have a path for us. And I think that that's the, that's the important thing is that oftentimes some people see the law of attractions as this woo-woo crazy thing that is like anti, you know, it's um, blasphemous, right? Like it's, it's disconnected. That's another religion. Yeah. I've heard a lot. It's, it's your religion, Kristen. <laughs> I don't believe in what you believe. You do. You just use different language. Right. You call it something different than I do. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. And so, and the thing about it is, is that one, the law of attraction is it's, it's at work whether you believe it is or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not a way to necessarily prove it except for to try it. And right. also the other thing that I would say is that Abraham often talks about how there is nothing you will find. If you look, you will find nothing to the contrary. Mm-hmm. In the universe, like it's it's law. It's just how the, the world works. Mm-hmm. So you can either test it by trying to prove it, right? Like well, trying out the things we talk about, trying to manifest things in your life, or you can look around and try to find things that are in contradiction to it. And that would be an interesting thing to hear too. But um, oftentimes, like I said, people think, well, you know, this is against God, or it's it's um it's 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 uh. It, somehow gives us some power that we don't have. But what I would say to that is, um, like I talked about at the very beginning, we're all made of energy. Mm -hmm. Like everything in the universe is made of energy. And that was all created by God, by spirit, Mm -hmm. by source energy, whatever. Again, whatever language you like to use. Um, but it's very similar. And in The Secret, they talk about this, too. There's one person in particular who talks about, like, it's all the same thing. It's just different language. You know, you talk about um, universe, energy, God, source, spirit, whatever. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. And then, like uh, Kristen was talking about earlier, some people call it meditation. Some people call it prayer. Like, there's just, it's different language, but it's the same concept. It's all the same things. So, um you know, one of the things that I really took away from the Conversations with God book was about how we are of God. Like we are, and again, if you don't like the word God, we are the universe. We are all made of the same star stuff, right? The stardust, Mm -hmm. like we are all stardust. Um, and, And they talk in the secret about how energy can, you know, not be, you know, created or destroyed. It just changes. It changes you know, form. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so we're all made of it. Right. And so it's interesting because we've had some conversations over the last couple of weeks um, about this and about how, um, you know, my husband had posted something on Facebook about putting himself first. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was some sort of conversation there that was interesting because people kind of, someone asked something like, you know, it was an honest question of, you know, if you put yourself first, where does that put God? Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because to me, we are of God, but we often think about God being this separate thing apart from us. And so people will say God first, you know, some companies have a a, a philosophy of like God first, family second, career third, right? Mm -hmm. But by saying that, by saying like, I put God first above all and every other thing, we are separating God from us. 
And that's kind of problematic. Like it's like thinking of God as this like omniscient person thing in the sky that controls the whole thing. And we have no, we're at its mercy and we have no, but you know, people who go to church probably also hear people talk about us as humans being God's hands and feet. Right. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard that or not, but this idea of us being God's hands and feet and being the people, being the people in the world that God created us to be and showing Jesus love. If you're, you know, if you practice Christianity. And so, you know, that really illustrates the concept of we are of God, like God made us. Yeah. Energy made us. Like we're energy in the human form. Like I have said that a few times to a few different people and they're just like, I don't believe in that. Right. Shut it down. Right. Well, and it goes back to this idea of, like, we've been raised with these stories in these books, whether it's the Bible or some other book, mm-hmm. right, um, that this is this is the story. And so, um, you know, in my mind and, and from what I've read, and I, I believe that it is illustrated in the Bible and other holy books mm-hmm. that we are of God. And there are, you know, one, um, one of the speakers that you sent me a message about um, used the word God spark, and I really loved yeah. that because it's like – we can't be separated. For, in, I think it says that in the Bible. I'm not really great with quoting scripture, but there's a scripture somewhere that says nothing can separate us from God. Yeah. And so God is in us. We are of God. Like, and so going back to what you were saying about worthiness and self-love, like if you are not loving yourself, you're not loving God. <sighs> Yeah, oh, right? right like, I know, I know, and I know people are that's like, no, tough. that's crap, I'm not that's listening to that, I'm hearing that, but how you treat yourself is how you're treating God, so if you can think about it the other way around, to treat yourself the way in which you would want to treat God, then we might find more worthiness, right, then we might love ourselves more because we know that we're, you know, a child of God, um, and so... So, yeah, yeah, and here's the thing. It's convenient, and I realize that there are going to be some folks who really disagree with this, and this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I will say it anyway. It's convenient for us as humans to believe that God is in control Mm -hmm. because then we cannot be responsible for the crap that's gone wrong Mm -hmm. in our lives. We can't be held accountable. Exactly. when the crap goes wrong, it's God's fault. Well, no, we don't blame God. But we, but we, we blame the devil, which is oh, a whole yeah. other thing. <laughs> which is a whole other or thing. When, when stuff like when you get into a car accident or your house gets not lit on fire or when some catastrophic catastrophic event happens, it's well, what kind of test is God giving? Yes, yes, yeah, right. But so, so it's very convenient for us to believe that we aren't in control of our situation mm-hmm. because then we can blame whomever we want for the Mm -hmm. things that don't go the way that we want them to. Um, And so, like I said, I realize that's not going to be a popular perspective probably, but, you know, I think that God is not a separate entity from us. I think that God is energy. um, And And a different form. Yeah. Let me ask you, what form, what energetic form do you think God is in? God is, in, God is in everything from my perspective, like, mm-hmm. because God is energy and everything is energy. Like we are the universe. We are God in, in, in that way. Like we are God in a, in a, in human form. It's not, we are not, I'm not saying I am God no. 
or that we are God, but we are of God. Like we cannot separate ourselves from God. And again, I realize that some of that language, like God is problematic for some people because maybe people don't believe in God. But my point is that we are all divine. Yeah. Like there is, you know, whatever, some people use the word God for that, but you know, some people don't. And and I even sometimes struggle with the word God because of the connotation, the religious connotation to the word God. Um, but I think that it's important because it connects with people. Like you said, you can talk about the universe and they're like, whatever, Kristen, you're crazy. And then you go, well, you know, when you interchange that word with God, they can't, they hear you and they understand what's, what's being said. Mm So that may be annoying for people who get that the language is interchangeable when I say all the different options, but I want to make sure that if people are tuning in halfway through the show or they're coming in at some point that, you know, they're getting that this language is, is um, interchangeable and that, we realize that some language is going to resonate more with others, you know, with some than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's a, that's a really big um, obstacle for people in terms of understanding the law of attraction and, and really believing that they can work it in their lives. And so, um, you know, I would encourage people who have that feeling or who you think, you know, well, God is in control of everything. I don't have control of everything that, you know, maybe looking for the things that we talk about, I think there's scripture that supports a lot of it, you know. Um, and like I said, I'm not a, unfortunately, I'm not well-versed in scripture. I do know a lot of scripture regarding, you know, LGBT stuff. But even that scripture, I don't really necessarily know by mm-hmm. name. I just know by know what's said about it. Um, but I think that, you know, like I said, I, I really believe that we are, energy we are the universe we are god you know we are of god and so yes god is in control through us like the things that we accomplish the things that we do in our lives Mm -hmm. we do by the like again people will say by the grace of god right Mm -hmm. like by the grace of god i survived that fire you know like yeah because whatever happened was you made you made decisions that got you out of that you know that got you out of the situation you're here and it may be by the grace of god so i guess what i'm saying is you know, don't hear us saying that this is completely separate from God because it's not. No, it's not. They all go hand in hand. Yeah, it's the divine. It's the connection with consciousness um, and something greater than us. Mm -hmm. And that's really probably the most common way to say it is something greater than us because some people call that God, some people call that source, some people call it universe, whatever. Um, We'll probably always revert back to that too because I think it's very important for our listeners to understand that those words are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably constantly reference right, right. that mm-hmm. what we're talking about, the dialogue that we're having back and forth is very interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Cause I would never want, you know, someone to be turned away because if they think it's God, when you say saying universe or vice versa. Right, right, right. So you'll probably yeah. constantly hear us say that these words are interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what other objections are there? Are there any others you can think of that you've heard um, as you're having conversations? We've just got a couple minutes left. A big one is, you know, that's not my religion mm-hmm. or, you know, um, I am not of God in energetic form mm-hmm. when you you obviously are. Well, what do, what do folks, do they have a, a feeling about what they are if that's not what they they're not that or no no i don't know if i've gotten that far yet just that the language is probably a barrier I, yeah the language is a barrier mm-hmm. yeah and then i learned once i learned 
to speak on the other person's language, mm-hmm. it became a lot easier to have that mm-hmm. conversation. Not to say that it still isn't a barrier, because sure. it still is, um, but... You know, it's it's like uh, it's like trying to explain football to somebody and they just have no clue what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then when you use their words to describe mm-hmm. what's going on, right. there's a little bit more of a connection rather than a huge disconnect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, you just you you have to have that exchange of dialogue on the other person's platform. Right. The other thing that's interesting, and I'm going to say this quickly because I know we've only got a few minutes left before we kind of wrap up, but um. The other thing that I think is interesting is that oftentimes I think people miss the law of attraction in their life because they don't necessarily, we don't necessarily think we're worthy of God showing up for us. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when God does show up for us in really overt ways, we think, oh, that's crazy. That wasn't for me. Or that's crazy. That's not God. That's coincidence. That's luck. That's luck. Right. That's luck. That's coincidence. And there's no such thing. Oh, yeah. My, uh, one of my bosses said, it's just it's it's luck that you just happen to call them up and you pitch them items and they just happen to need them that day. That's mm-hmm. just pure luck. Mm-hmm. And it's like I wanted to get into it, but I just knew you your battles. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, yep, okay, yep, yep. No, it's not luck. It's that I have manifested the fact that I pitched him the right items that I knew he mm-hmm. was going to need. Whether he needed them or not, mm-hmm. it was all the work that I had been doing, and I'm grateful that mm-hmm. I said these items and he took them that day. Mm-hmm. Not luck. But. Absolutely. Well, and so next week we're going to talk a little bit more because that makes me think of like the prepaving and mm-hmm. the creative processes, ask, believe, receive. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot more about that next week. Um, really excited. You will be gone next week on your, yep. on your yep. Uh, yep. anniversary. Next Thursday is my two-year anniversary. So, you know, she keeps asking me, what did you get me? Where are we going? You know, she already kind of figured it out, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, and then it's St. Patrick's Day the next day. Um, so we were going to make the most of, like, are we down and our time off together and whatnot. So. Awesome. So in your uh, absence, we will be having a guest co-host, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited about. We talked a lot last week about Dr. Nikki Tobias, who mm-hmm. is a life coach with Grounded Vision, and she has agreed to come on um, and be my co-host next week. So that's very very exciting. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we will be talking about the law of deliberate creation. So now that you've kind of got a, you know, cursory understanding of the, of the law of attraction, we're going to talk a little bit more about how being intentional about that and how to intentionally create your lived experience. So, um, with that, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Thanks to the callers who called in. We're sorry about the people we disconnected. Um, we'll work on that for next show. And, um, be sure to follow our page on Blog Talk uh, Radio. It's Call Me Crazy with Jonathan Miracle Best and Kristen Casey. If you haven't checked out our Facebook page, if you could follow that. You'll get all of our announcements there too as well. Just search for Call Me Crazy on Facebook and uh, look for our podcast after we're off the air. And, um, yeah, thanks for everybody who tuned in. Help us spread the word. And uh, join us uh, every Friday from uh, 8.30 uh, to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let me give you another break. Yes. Yeah. A little. I don't. Mama told me, girl.
Yeah.